Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The X-Men have today done an incredibly brave thing. They have once again proved to humanity exactly why they need us, people like yourselves. The president sends his regards, as well as his heartfelt gratitude. And as for myself, I've never been prouder. Enjoy yourselves. You certainly deserve it. In fact, you all do. No more class at the end of the day. As the Avengers film made clear only a few weeks ago, we are in an endgame. This is not an endgame that dictates a cultural or ecological future, i.e. one that matters for any of us, because our comic book masters depend on the disconnection between our fantasy life and the life we live and breathe. This week, our particular endgame is the X-Men, the franchise that not only invented the idea of the modern comic book movie, it also invented the idea of a franchise. Without the original X-Men from 2000, directed by the semi-disgraced Brian Singer, we would not have a Marvel Cinematic Universe featuring the Avengers, Spider-Man, etc. And we wouldn't be grieving today for Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Don't feel better about this. Part of the journey is the end. The X-Men, at least as far as movie audiences go, opened us up to the world of costumed heroes having deeper lives, stronger relationships, more to lose than we expected. The endless tussle between Professor X, originally Patrick Stewart and more recently James McAvoy, and Magneto, played by Ian McKellen and then Michael Fassbender, was a terrific competition between important ideas. Are the mutants in the story an equivalent to homosexual or transgender people, i.e. just people? Or are they a kind of other that requires partition, separation, special treatment in order to fulfil a different kind of destiny? At the time, this was a great allegory. But over the last 20 years or so, the franchise has done nothing except present it over and over again. The ideas haven't really developed. We're no further forward. And in fact, we're also poorer for all the wasted time. They're not kids anymore, Raven. And I care about their safety just as much as you do. Are you sure about that? Because we're taking bigger and bigger risks. And for what? Please, tell me it's not your ego. Being on the cover of magazines, getting a medal from the president. You like it, don't you? As opposed to being hunted and despised. Well, you know, actually, I do. It's all just a means to an end, Raven. What end is that? Keeping us safe. In Dark Phoenix, the relatively new second-generation X-Men, and I can't even begin to describe how the timelines had to separate to allow all this to happen, have made it to 1992 without wrecking all their relationships and have become... Thanks to their technology and their uniforms, somewhat iconic. When a space shuttle launch gets into trouble, beautifully photographed thanks to NASA, the X-Men are called into action, like International Rescue's Thunderbirds. In space, a mysterious pink and purple cloud manages to latch itself to X-Man Jean Grey, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, and fill her so full of galactic energy that she will never be the same again. Now it turns out that Jean was never the most stable mutant in the stable, and all this extra juice is letting her know how powerful she is, and how unhappy she is. It's all coming out at once. 
What scares me is it feels good. It turns out that Captain Manipulative himself, Professor X, James McAvoy this time round, had already spent a decent part of her childhood inside her brain, keeping the darker aspects to one side so that the extraordinary power that she possesses would be sent forward rather than backward, as it were. When Miss Grey discovers the deceit and starts to feel all of this extra power at her fingertips, all heck starts to break loose. The arrival of a, a bunch of aliens determined to use Jean's power for their own ends is just the icing on the cake. Except that's actually the cake itself, in the form of the wonderful Jessica Chastain as the queen that steals every scene. Relying on a dodgy silver wig and her high-heeled Jimmy Choos, Chastain delivers a ten cents in the dollar performance that is more committed than everyone else in the picture who has half an eye on the end of their own long-term contract. If you ever want to know who's going to die in a franchise picture, look back to when they signed on. Jennifer Lawrence as Raven and Michael Fassbender as Magneto in this film do a splendid job of delivering on their individual moments without ever expressing a commitment to an inner life or indeed anything outside of the contractual obligations they made at the beginning of this journey, a journey that's made them rich but seems to have shredded their souls. You should understand better than anyone that we're only ever one bad day away from them starting to see us as the enemy again. So what? We wear matching costumes and smile in pictures that to make everyone feel safe? That is a small price to pay for keeping the peace. By risking our people to save theirs. Yes, yes! It's funny. I can't actually remember the last time you were the one risking something. And by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. You might want to think about changing the name to ex-women. It's not often that you come out of a massive entertainment event wondering what exactly it was you just watched, but I still don't know what was going on at crucial points in the story. Sometimes it's good when you don't know what's going on. It means the filmmakers aren't putting everything on a plate for you. And we have some examples coming up of films that refuse to pander in that regard. But Dark Phoenix genuinely can't keep its story straight from one minute to the next, and that's very sad. Dark Phoenix takes itself terribly seriously, and my final observation is that it's directed by Simon Kinberg, who has produced a few decent films, Elysium and The Martian are examples, and also steered the X-Men franchise since the First Class reboot in 2011. I say with absolutely no sincerity at all that after nearly 10 years of producing X-Men pictures, he has absolutely earned the right to have his first film as director be a $200 million comic book franchise picture. He's the perfect person to direct this boardroom-pleasing but audience-alienating piece of corporate content. But please, let this be the end of it. Stay out of my way. I'm sorry for what she did. But I can't let you go in there. You're always sorry, Charles. And there's always a speech. But nobody cares anymore. We do this here, now. They'll see us as monsters. Violent freaks fighting on the streets of New York. What did I tell you? Damn it, man, your homeland will be gone. Everything you care about. Save it. Don't do this, Eric. The girl dies. Dark Phoenix is rated M for violence, offensive language, content that may disturb, and it is playing all over New Zealand now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.